Welcome to our podcast reflecting primarily on the Sunday Collects in the Book of Common Prayer. Today we reflect on the Collect for Trinity Sunday. Let us hear the Collect. Almighty and everlasting God, who has given unto us thy servants grace, by the confession of a true faith, to acknowledge the glory of the eternal Trinity, and in the power of the divine majesty to worship the unity, we beseech thee that thou wouldst keep us steadfast in this faith, and evermore defend us from all adversities, who livest and reignest one God, world without end. Amen. So we are coming to the second half of the Christian year. The first half sets forth the great truths of Jesus our Saviour, all that he has done for our salvation. The second half teaches us our response, our practical duties to what Christ has done for us. And it has been said that neither is complete without the other, and Trinity Sunday links the two halves together. In the Book of Common Prayer, the Sundays of the second half of the Christian year are named as the Sundays after Trinity. A more recent practice, I think, since the ASB, is to refer to these Sundays as Sundays after Pentecost. As its name suggests, Trinity Sunday is a time to focus on the Christian doctrine of the Trinity, the teaching there is one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Here's how that doctrine is stated in the first of the 39 articles of religion in the Book of Common Prayer. There is but one living and true God, everlasting, without body, parts or passions, of infinite power, wisdom and goodness, the maker and preserver of all things, both visible and invisible. And in unity this Godhead there be three persons of one substance, power and eternity, the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost. For a much more detailed statement of the doctrine of the Trinity, have a look at the words of the Athanasian Creed. And when you do that, you will see that it is not easy to explain the Trinity or to understand the Trinity and certainly not easy to explain it in a short, concise and understandable manner. As we consider the collect, notice that the doctrine of the Trinity is a gracious gift of the triune God. Almighty and everlasting God, who has given unto us thy servants grace, by the confession of a true faith, to acknowledge the glory of the eternal Trinity, and in the power of divine majesty to worship the unity. We don't get to pat ourselves on the back for being clever enough to figure God out. We receive the doctrine of the Trinity as a gift of the triune God. That is the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. They have existed for eternity in perfect communion and fellowship with one another as God. This is the eternal Trinity and the unity mentioned in the Collect. And whilst we acknowledge the Trinity and worship the unity, we don't get to pat ourselves on the back for faithfulness to Trinitarian orthodoxy. Our faithfulness to the doctrine is all of God's grace. It is the God we look to remain faithful. 
We beseech thee that thou wouldst keep us steadfast in this faith and evermore defend us from all adversities, who livest and reignest one God, word without end. Amen. Trinitarian heresies are serious. They ought to be opposed with correct teaching. But when we oppose them, we can't do so from a position of moral superiority. The doctrine of the Trinity and the understanding of the doctrine is a gracious gift from God. No one merits it. And so in combating Trinitarian heresy, we don't wield the doctrine of the Trinity like a weapon we have forged. <laughs>